Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of the GH Board, breaking down everything that's been happening in Port Charles this past week on ABC. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. Oh, yes, and we are back together, ready to break everything down. But, folks, before we do that, make sure you like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And the chat is up and running, which means you're already in there sharing your thoughts about what's been going on. It is. So let's do roll call. As usual, Joe Costanzo, Jim Grosset, Rue Wood, Annie Goen, Lisa Wagner, Cherie R., D.T. Durr, Kelly Public Cover, uh, Rena Sheen, Patrick Say, and I believe that is if and Loretta Johnson and Lady PV. What's up, y'all? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, uh, we've got Carla hanging out there in the Kirby Critic uh, bunker, looking great. <laughs> that, Did that you say bunker? She makes all the magic. <laughs> the bunker, the Kirby Critic bunker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you know, I, I'm I'm still letting this thing happen in my face. Uh, you know, good times there for everybody. Uh, so, Carl, before we get into everything in detail about what happened this week, what did you think overall? I I'm really loving the fact that they're letting um, the little doll that's playing Trina, Sydney. I love that they're letting Sydney stretch her acting legs a little bit so that we can see more colors of her 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 talent and um see her range a little bit more um we they let us see that with cam they've let us see that with joss so i'm really glad that they're kind of sharing the wealth and i just wanted to give a shout out to the director of gh it's a chick her name is allison reem smith and i'm feeling like since she started taking over the directing reins over there every once in a while she doesn't do all the episodes but she's been doing quite a few of them the storylines have gotten very interesting. The interaction with the characters has gotten really interesting. So I just wanted to give her a shout out. I really did. And I also want to say, I'm really not feeling those flashback Fridays. It took me a minute to figure out. It took me a minute to figure out that that was a flashback Friday. I was like, why, why are Maxie in, why are they in this hallway? Why are they talking? Haven't I seen this before? <laughs> There you go. I was like, oh well, my God, this is terrible. <laughs> you certainly weren't the only one feeling that way. I know people were tweeting us asking that as well. And for those of you uh, you finally figured out now, as, as Laura Wright explained during the intro for that episode, is just to make sure that GH kind of extends the uh, amount of episodes that they have in the can because everything is shut down because of the uh, coronavirus. They are now, uh, for every Friday until I think through May 22nd, they're doing Flashback Friday. So a, kind of a, a way to extend the amount of original episodes that they can give us. So between now and then, we'll be getting some episodes uh, that'll look back on interesting moments in GH history. Uh, I think many people are wondering why they decided 
last year's 56th anniversary episode was the first one they needed to kick everything off. Eh, I, right. I, yeah, I was I like, it was, that was a week of all the episodes that they did in terms of the anniversary. That was probably the weakest one. I'm just saying. And yeah. I got some news to share before we go into this week. So, Ooh, you know, right. I'm, I'm always talking about how it would be nice if people came to talk to us over here at the GH Report, since we're such huge fans of the show over here. And it is, you know, the last man standing of the daytime dramas at ABC. Well, child, I got some good news. We got some people coming over to talk. I don't know uh, when they coming, but we in negotiations as we speak. <laughs> uh, Maurice Bernard. Maurice Bernard will be here. We'll get Laura right before we get Maurice Bernard. <laughs> Let me just say that. We go, we'll go. we get right. Carly before we get Maurice Bernard. But I'm just putting it out there that we I put in a request for quite a few people. And um, it's looking like it's going to go that way. And so we're just trying to figure out, figure out scheduling and, and that thing. I should have more information, hopefully, by the time we come back next week. Look at that, Carla. Look at you making things happen. <laughs> Yay! I'm trying. I'm trying. They're saying uh, in the mean, chat room that it keeps freezing both of us. I don't know why, but okay. We'll just stay patient. You know, it's a process. It's a process. Yeah. So I mean, this hot so. content. I mean, it's so hot. Sometimes it just <laughs> overheats the interwebs, you know, and it, it makes it hard for you, us to get us that great information. But we're going to persevere. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, Carla, and you were speaking of the directing, which is fine. Uh, but let's talk about my personal favorite location. Anytime it shows up, I gotta celebrate it. <laughs> it's that the park. I park. know you were not happy. I thought about you and I laughed a good one. Um, there are so many awkward intros, like a uh, Molly coming into Sam as, and she's like having to watch her feet because she's coming down in those high heels, down kind of that incline into the park. I'm like, and she just happened to run into Sam in there, which uh, those those scenes were just like, oh. Well, well, that's crazy. I just ran into you in the park. Always drive me crazy. And then the other <laughs> is when we come back to them later, they decided to sit in the grass, like practically on top of this bush. Oh, that was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I thought about you. I was like, oh, Lord, he is not going to be having this at all. Oh, so we get those scenes between Sam and Molly, and we also get some Franco and, and Cam scenes. I, of the two, I enjoyed more of the, the Franco and Cam scenes. The Sam and Molly stuff, ugh, whatever. That's probably because I don't care about either of those storylines. Yeah, Sam and Molly was a little dry, but I did like the scenes with Molly and a, and a possible new love interest. That was kind of interesting. I was like, well, okay. But this is the thing that was funny to me about that. I'm like, so she went from, I'm going to find somebody to look for TJ. She went from that to, well, this day just got better. I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> you, 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 know, you dumped him real fast. Carla, it has been weeks. It has been weeks for Molly. She's, you know, she's a young woman. She's got, you know, she's got to move on. She can't be waiting and wasting her time. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I was just like, she she was, two seconds ago, she was sitting up in Jordan's apartment demanding to know where TJ was. And now, because she's hearing a little something, something underneath her car, all of a sudden, this cute mechanic is going to make her forget about TJ, the love of her life that she's known her whole entire life. I was like, that was an epic fail that moment. I wasn't having it. I mean, I guess if you were looking, because I think many people have been wondering, so 
what's the point of having Brando on right now? What does he actually bring into the show? Not that he's a bad actor or anything, but it's, yeah, what's the deal with this character? So, I mean, I guess you bring him in to kind of act as like a little rebound for Molly for a few weeks until TJ finally gets released, maybe? No, I think maybe that's the whole reason they brought him on there in the first place was to be a distraction for her. And then when TJ comes back, then that'll create a nice little triangle situation. Yeah, but, you know, does it really create a triangle? Because me and Carla, honestly, if if somebody that you really cared about that you were mad at because you think they blew you off, you find out that they've really been kidnapped by a by a gangster and was being held for weeks. I mean, you pretty much <laughs> you forget your 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 little side piece and go right back to your main guy, right? No. <laughs> what? No. It depends. Like it depends on the situation. Um, so what are they saying in the chat room? A lot of a lot of the guys they, they keep telling us that we're freezing and I'm looking at the stream and I see that like every other sentence we are freezing and I'm communicating that, you know, because we're both streaming from our homes and we are streaming that stream through AfterBuzz, it, it's a lot of streaming going on. And sometimes it can be a little problematic. And more, there are more people online right now than there normally would be if we were doing this. So um, y'all have to just be a little, little patient. This too shall pass, as Dolores Leach is saying. <laughs> They're like, we'll catch y'all next week. I'm like, hey, y'all just got to be a little patient. It's like, where are you going? You ain't got no place to go. Calm down. <laughs> uh, so speaking of molly we, we get the awkward scenes with her and sam we see her kind of flirting with brando possibly but we also get some scenes there that led up to those brando scenes of her speaking with jordan and jordan laying into her oh that was hard to watch that was really hard to watch because i know brianna nicole that's playing jordan you could it, you could tell that was a difficult scene for her and the the fact that she totally collapsed into Curtis's arms when Molly left was like she was like I had to do it I couldn't have her continue to look for TJ and she looked like for real for real she wanted to just break down in real life not just you know within the scene as a character it looked like that was very stressful on her because that behavior in general is just completely out of character for her in this moment, but she has to keep up this ruse until they figure out what they're going to do. But Cherie R in the chat room was saying that Jordan did too much. Do you feel like she did too much? It almost seemed like, I mean, I could understand the motivation behind it because you want to dissuade Molly, but holy cow. I mean, she went in with, you know, she went in at like a 13 when maybe like uh, an eight would have been, been sufficient to get Molly off the trail. Like she, I think Jordan, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when Curtis was like, whoa, 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 okay, Jordan, <laughs> I think she's got it. Uh, I think Jordan was a little harsh. She didn't need to be that harsh to get the point across. Well, I kind of felt like she did because Molly's very bullheaded and very stubborn, very much like Alexis, very much like Sam, very much like all of the women in that family. So I feel like she had to do something to put a quick and like a, a semifinal kibosh on it because homegirl no matter what Jordan said to her she even with Jordan saying grow up that still wasn't enough to stop her from going well I'm gonna contact this person and I'm gonna contact that person and I'm gonna make them look it still wasn't enough to make her shut up so I felt like you know even though it made from a viewer point of view seem like it was a lot I felt like 
Jordan as a character really needed to go in and do that because it was she there was it was gonna be a bad situation if she didn't. I I I do like that Molly's like, I'm gonna put an ad in the paper. <laughs> okay. I was like, right, you're gonna put an ad in the paper so the Cyrus <laughs> and those people can see. Girl, please. Girl, bye. Oh. Just doing way too much. Just and, and and I felt like, you know, I felt like that probably that in the scene with with um with Sonny dealing with Mike were probably the most exciting scenes of the whole week because everything else and and the 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 confrontation with Julian I felt like those three things everything else was tired I'm so sick of hearing Brooklyn talk about what a fabulous artist she is and how she needs to collaborate and how she I'm like from what I heard the few little times that she sang I was like um really though I I don't I, I don't know. I would agree. and you, But I did like the scene with Ned and Olivia following that where Olivia said, hey, if she's not being straight up with you, then you know she did something that's going to end up blowing up in our faces. She did say that. She did say that. And he kind of had that look on his face like, oh, Lord, I thought I was past this. <laughs> yeah. I he mean, looked the- like, I thought I was past this. And oh, my God, it's not going anywhere. They're, they're talking about they're seeing in the chat room. They feel like Molly's annoying. Oh my God. And they said, and they said, I mean, they said that the actor that's playing Brando is 50. What? That's disturbing. Uh, if that's true. Well, he's still, he, he, it's a great looking 50. He looks great. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> wait, you don't think he's attractive, Carla? He's all right. I mean, they're saying he's hot. He okay. I mean, you know. Well, he's not as fine as Maurice Bernard, but I'm just saying. I mean, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> it's I still don't understand why Brooklyn Brooklyn must know though what she has to know what she did was wrong if she's not telling Ned what she what she did. She, so, but I I can't wait for when they find out that that uh, Valentine is the one with those shares. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be ugly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wrapping up the Brooklyn ugly. stuff, we do see a brief thing where where Brooklyn and Lulu kind of bury the hatchet, at least for the time being. And Brooklyn says, "Hey, uh, if you want to help, make, pay it back to me, let me use Dustin to help me write some music." And Lulu says, "Sure, go for it, but just watch your back, Dustin." Yeah, she did tell him to watch his back, which I found that really interesting. So it's like, why are you going to be like, yeah, go for it, and then be like, watch his back? That's basically saying, no, I'm not happy with you doing this because you. And you're, it's like a double standard in the same sentence. Like you're saying, yeah, go for it, mm, but watch your back. Like, <laughs> watch your back from what? Like, either you're going to give your blessing for him to hang with homegirl or you not. What are you afraid of? It's it's just feeling like Brooklyn is like Brooklyn is like a walking tornado. Like everywhere she goes, chaos seems to ensue in her in her 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 wake. And I'm just like, I need to see something else happen with her because she's starting to get on my nerves. Well, I'm also curious about what the plan is for Dustin. I mean, he's been floating around for a little bit, and there's been little teases about some of his backstory. But we see one. We've got the storyline with. Uh, with Jocelyn coming up where he's going to be tutoring her 
And then we've got this storyline now coming up where he's going to be helping Brooklyn write music. I don't know. Are they are they going to give Dustin some kind of storyline, or is he just kind of going to just kind of float around in the background for a while? I'm curious what they're going to do with him. I think they're trying to figure out what to do with him. I think they they're creating like semi quasi storylines for him until they figure out what to do with him. I think his character is an asset to GH. I just feel like they don't quite know what to do with him. I think they thought that pairing him up with Lulu was going to be a little bit more explosive than it turned out to be. And it's kind of turned out to be a little bit of a dish rag. So they're trying to figure out, and but the energy between him and Brooklyn seems to be a little bit more palpable. Like you could see more explosive storylines happening with the two of them than him with Lulu. So I don't, I don't know. I think they're struggling with what to do with the, with those three characters at the moment. Don't you think? Well, I'm interested because I'm curious with the scenes with uh, Dustin and Lulu. I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen an, I've, if I've seen enough of them together to feel like the chemistry is kind of fizzled on me. Do you feel like you've seen enough to kind of make you realize, like, yeah, these two are, are a bust as a couple? Ooh, Lulu and Dustin, yeah, no, they're done. There's, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they had that whole little situation happening where they got caught. You know, they had that little little kind of high schoolish thing that was cute for a minute but now I'm kind of like do I really care about them I kind of don't and whenever we see them they're always hooking up to eat somewhere and it's always around some drama that ha- literally has nothing to do with him so it's like mm, I don't know I don't know no that's true I mean I because that makes me feel is it a failure of the two characters or just a failure of the storyline because if if the if the producers and the writers are only showing us these awkward interactions, like there are other story, there if you want us to get invested with them as a couple, I feel like mm-hmm. there are other scenes you could give us of the two of them to get us yeah. invested. Like, you know. Yeah, I I agree, I agree, but I but to shift just to a different subject really fast, I really like the fact that I'm glad that they are keeping Alexis away from being that victim situation because for a minute it was feeling like she was being very victimish and that was kind of annoying but now she's become a little more assertive she's standing up to Neil she's standing up to Julian she stood up to Sam they're starting to make her a little bit more assertive but at the same time that they're making her assertive they got her like going back to the bottle so I'm wondering if and we all know how much drama that was for her to keep her license in spite of all of that. So I'm wondering just how far they're going to go with that because they can give her back her license once, but they're not going to let homegirl get drunk and have some shenanigans and have her lose her license and, and her get it back again. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with her with that, what's going to happen with her and Neil because their storyline was kind of cute and then they kind of cooled that off too. Yeah, so I'm interested, you know, I'm just really interested to see what's going to go down with them. Well, so we see this week where we see Britt and Julian hooking up and uh, Julian mentions Neil. Britt puts two and two together, realizes where she remembers Neil from, tells mm-hmm. Julian about them hooking, seeing them hook up in New York. And Julian flies off the handle and goes right to GH and starts laying into Neil while Julian's there, while GH staff is there. Uh, and you just see Alexis. Uh, devastated by all of this and then the confrontation between her and julian man you i mean uh give it up to nestle grand i mean 
the the hurt that she played in that scene was was really nice. It was intense. It really was. That was she. She's a she. She's been on soaps for a minute. She's been on soaps for I think at least twenty years, and she always just kind of brings it. She really does. It, yeah, I would love to see what the script looks like in comparison to what she pulls off the page because I bet it's completely different. She's such a strong, solid actress that, you know, they don't pair. I mean, remember back in the day they had her paired up with Maurice Bernard and it's like, they don't pair anybody up with Maurice Bernard that they know can't handle it because they don't play. So they paired her up and had her have a child with him and that created a whole nother dynamic. And I just feel like anybody that has to be in a, I feel like she's like the female version her and Laura Wright are like the female versions of Maurice Bernard on that soap. If you pair somebody up with any of those three people, they got to bring it. And Mara West too, they have to bring it with those people because otherwise they will just chew up the scenery with them and chew them up and spit them out as an actor because they're so, because those four people are so strong as actors on this soap. They're so strong that you'd be hard pressed to be in a scene with them and, and not bring it. But, I'm interested to see. And then I felt bad for Neil because Neil was like, wow, am I the reason that you started drinking? And she was like, no, nah, I had a fight with... And she, she almost, she dismissed it. It was the way she dismissed it. It was kind of funny. She's like, no, I had a fight with Sam. Like, almost <laughs> like, yeah, don't think of yourself that highly. You're not that fierce. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of... I, I mean, Julian's response about hearing this it just seemed so over the top to me. It was very like, irrational. <laughs> It was very irrational. It's like, is this him acting out as a reflex reaction because of uh, Kim being gone and because he felt some kind of way that Alexis called him for help? But Alexis called him for help because nobody else would pick up the damn phone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't know that. He didn't know that she had called like 20 people before she got to him. So in his mind being the narcissist that he is he was like oh she called me she must still have feelings for me and because he obviously still has feelings for her but just because he has feelings for her and just because there might be some a little residual something happening for her with him doesn't mean they need to belong together I mean this is still the same person that had a knife up to her throat (laughs) like like, let's not forget that he had a knife up to her throat and was going to take her out so you know I don't care what kind of relationship you got or how much you care about somebody. If somebody got a knife up to your throat, it's kind of hard to get past that. I would think. I do. I know. I agree. It's and I do like me. that Brick hauled it out earlier as well this week too about the knife to the throat. It's like, yeah, that's, that's a tough thing to just kind of brush off to the side. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah don't, don't worry about that. And then, and then that, that's what, I'm glad you brought that up. And then that's what made me laugh too. She was like, yeah, you know how this is supposed to be a casual, fun thing? Yeah, it's over and bounced. And that was the end of that conversation. Like, I gotta love that there wasn't a whole lot of extraneous drama attached to that moment. Because nope. the way that they're setting up Brit, she kind of, she just says stuff and she's she, like Brooklyn. She'll say what she has to see, say, and then they leave. There's no need for extraneous conversation about it. So I love the fact that she said that, turned on her heels, swung her hair in his face, and left. <laughs> <laughs> but even, that made me laugh out loud. 
I would think even if there was some little kernel of hope that the two of them could reconnect, uh, at least for Alexis, I would think after what Julian did, Alexis has got no time for Julian in the near future. No, no, I, I, I think I think it's a it's a wrap. I think that his time there is running its course because now that the whole Brad storyline has wrapped up with Brad being in prison and Lucas is gone, is I think now that all of that has just kind of wrapped up, I think they're kind of trying to figure out because he's a really strong character and he's a really strong actor, and I think they're they're struggling with trying to figure out how to keep him in the mix. You know what I mean? And I, they're just not, it's not working out very well from my perspective. No, that's true because, I mean, not that he needs to bounce into another relationship right away, but even if they wanted to do that, I don't know who they'd put him on the, who's on the canvas they would put him with. Exactly. So, I, and I know they're not going to introduce anybody else. They can't because of the situation that we're currently in. Even if they did introduce somebody else, there's no time to even work it out because no one can shoot anything. And which brings me to this point, I'm really getting concerned because like I said, you know, General Hospital is the last staple daytime drama on ABC. I'm really interested to see how moving forward, they're gonna be able to stretch this out because you know what I mean? Very true. I mean. If this does continue on, I mean, I feel like you're going to start seeing more repeats during the week, I would think. Because I think they'd rather have two new episodes a week and three repeats than go like four episodes a week, burn out of all of them, and then have just repeats all the time. But I think they have to be better about the encores. Yeah, I think they need to pick some... You know, I think maybe if they had an editor that could do like highlights of all, because they've had at least, I don't know, maybe 50 to 100 characters on that soap. So if maybe if they did some highlights, even if they went back to the old Quartermains, Edward and Lila and, you know, some of those really great and some of those Luke and Laura um, storylines where they were traveling, maybe some lucky stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm just spitballing and throwing stuff out there. But they've got to make it interesting because if they don't, the fans are going to tap out and it's going to be really hard to get them back. They're going to go over to Days. They're going to go over to Bold and Beautiful. You know what I mean? And I would hate to see that happen because it is literally the last man standing. I agree. I mean, I feel like the only soap that's in really good shape is Days of Our Lives because they were eight months ahead. Uh, GH, uh, Bold and Beautiful and YNR are much closer to GH in terms of their lead time. So they're going to run into those same things too. I would think if you're going to do these, I would rather them program these weeks out. Give us three or four days where it's all built around a storyline. So you could shoot, show four encores in a row, tiny, like at a climax of, a, of, a, of like a really iconic GH storyline. And maybe, maybe, and maybe not even repeats. Maybe if they did like, you know, some very, um, what's the word? some very specific Q and A's with fans. You know what I mean? Like each That's character, not paired up, but with each character, you know, did like a moderated Q and A with a character from the show virtually online. They've got to find, they've got, this is the thing about right now. People have to get creatively out of the box because if you don't, people will tap out. People are like, yeah, I can't. Like if you're, if they're not, 
if you're not engaging them, they just tap out. And they're like, why am I going to sit and watch this when I could go back over to Netflix, Voodoo, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like if they did some, some Q&As with, with some of the cast members, even some of the ones who have been murdered and written off, like bring, let's talk to some people that are no longer there, like Mary Pat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's, let's talk to some of those characters because now they can talk about how their demise came about. It's not a secret. They're not on the soap anymore. Yeah, you know? I, I wonder. I wonder how fans would respond to that. Would they be still wanting to tune in to see Q and As with the stars? Not, or if not, it's not like storyline driven. If they did it once a week, like if they, if they, if their content on a weekly basis included a, a couple of new episodes, a couple of Q and As, and a flashback. You know what I mean? Like if they mixed it up like that, so that it's not the same thing happening. All we like, so it's not you know just a new episode versus a versus a flashback. I think it would keep people interested. I think I'd almost enjoy a um, sort of like an oral history of sorts uh, about iconic storylines. So three of the days you show an iconic storyline, and then the fourth day you uh, you pre-record all these interviews with all the actors in that storyline, and kind of get them to tell stories about what it was like shooting that storyline back at the time. Maybe that might yeah, be like more they're, they're saying in the chat room, like somebody, Odessa, Odessa C is saying, you know, go back to the Asian quarters days. Oh, those were some good ones. When they were in the Asian quarters, um, when they were doing the pickle Lila. Remember when Lila was making pickles? Yeah, great. Yeah, we that need was, more about that storyline. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying. Right. And, but they're just throwing stuff out. <laughs> they're, they're saying, um, you know, that maybe the actors, to have the actors do their scenes at home. Yeah, so this is the thing about the actors doing scenes at home. It's not interesting. Like, how often are you going to sit there watching Talking Heads of Carly and Sonny? It'll be really exciting at first, but then it's going to get real old real quick. You know what I mean? The thing yeah. about soap operas, the, the, the staple of soap operas is the drama. It's called a soap opera. So you want to see people interact and mingle. You want to see people physically hook up that under a million years, they would never physically hook up because that kind of stuff gives us as fans something to talk about. People are talking about the Monica Cancer storyline. They're talking about possibly bringing Spencer back. That actually probably would help. Um, they're talking about, what did they say? It depends on who, they, they were talking about, it depends on who it is. They were like, no Maurice or Laura or Wes. I disagree. Wow. Um, they're saying only the ones who are under contract because they have to pay the actors. Well, they have to pay actors anyway, so don't get it twisted. As an actor, if you're showing up on somebody's platform, you getting a check. You ain't doing it for free. Um, they said that they think the GH actors have been doing IG live streams with a lot of people hoping to watch. I mean, yeah. I mean, see, they're doing the... But IG live streams are actually very different. If you had somebody like another actor on the soap moderate a, a panel or moderate a conversation. Like if we had Jason moderate a conversation with Maurice, or if we had Spinelli moderate a conversation with, with Sam, you know, that kind of thing. Or maybe somebody that doesn't even interact with them on the soap, a completely different character that they never even crossed paths with in Port Charles. Yeah, or it's even uh, each of the, like Steve Burton picks, his favorite storyline that either, like, say, he wasn't in, 
So, but he wants, and he talks to everybody that was involved in that storyline because he's a fan of those actors and, and loves what they've done. And then they break down everything that went on in that storyline. That could be interesting. Yeah. Or and then they're also, be... go ahead. Go ahead. No, what, are they, what are they saying? saying they're saying, <laughs> they're also saying that the teens doing FaceTime video Skype would work in some context. Yeah. I mean, I'm just throwing stuff out there as a fan of the show because I don't want to see it go away. And I don't want to see COVID-19 kill it, so to speak, you know, pun intended. But I, I, I'm i just wondering, because this, this week, the storylines were kind of like, uh, it was like kind of just pulling teeth to kind of make it work, you know? And, you know, we, we, like, do we really care about Dusty collaborating with Brooklyn? How much do we really care about that? They're not going to be able to do the nurse's ball. So that's another thing. The nurse's ball is coming up. How are they going to work that out? Have they already filmed that? You know? Uh, oof, I wonder if they have filmed the nurse. You know, I'm going to say they have not filmed the nurse's ball yet. Yeah, and know. so Odessa's saying Burton and Anderson do that already on the show. Yeah, they do. They have a podcast, but the podcast isn't video. I think it's only, I think it might just be audio. Um, Y'all can correct me on that if I'm wrong. But I'm just saying for fans, Fans love to interact with the people that they watch. Those are people that they admire. It's people's work that they like. So I'm just I'm just throwing out suggestions out there. Hi, Giselle Pinard. Um, we're just trying, I'm just trying to throw some things out there. Um, we talked about, so we'll get back to the regular conversation, but I just want to have that sidebar for a second because I thought, you know, this might be something interesting. Um, one of the other things that I noticed was um, Trina keeps running back to Ava and I see this as being a problem. <laughs> I think really? that Portia I is going. Portia's going to get tired of that real quick. She's going to get tired of that, and it's going to be it's going to be a problem. But you know, but I, I do. But, love- I mean, oh, I I just feel like I don't know if it's going to be a problem because Ava says how 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 afraid she is of Trina's mom. So I feel like Ava's got a healthy respect of not going too far. But I do I did like their scenes this week that Trina went to Ava just to kind of work out everything she was feeling about Taggart being set up for this Cyrus's false conviction. Yeah. I, 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 and I love that she told Trina that she needed to call her mother <laughs> and just, you you ain't gotta let your mama know you here. <laughs> just let your mama know you. All right. Yeah. Cause she's scared. She already didn't say it on more than one occasion. She's scared of Trina's mama. So there's that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, um, I feel like, and then they just dropped the storyline of Liesl altogether. We ain't seen Liesl in a minute. No, yeah. I mean, it is interesting how that one's just kind of staying on the sidelines for right now. So, Like they just left like her that, in jail. Ain't nobody went to visit. <laughs> Everybody I, going to visit Cyrus. Ain't nobody going to visit Liesl. Like, what's happening? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Violet's birthday is coming up quickly. So that's probably going to be the next time that things really start happening in that storyline. So maybe that'll maybe that'll speed things along. But when it's set up that, hey, oh, Liesl and Robert are going to work together to get Peter, and then we haven't really seen anything come of it yet. So Exactly. Yeah. But I do, but this is the other thing that I do love too. I love that, <clears throat> I love with this Alzheimer's storyline that they're showing all different colors and size and challenges of it from both perspectives of the family and of the people that are going through it. So this week we see Mike get to a point where he mentally and physically is just tapping out and um, Sonny kind of like gets him back on track for a split second. But 
him and Carly have that moment where he's like, I can't do this. This is just too hard. It's too hard. And he breaks down. He breaks down in a way that I don't think I've ever seen Maurice Bernard break down. You know, when he's talking to Mike and, and trying to convince Mike to, um, to to start walking and get out of the bed, he has that he has that Denzel Washington tear, that one little tear coming down the side of his face. You know, you know that Denzel Washington glory tear. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? That Oscar tear coming down like this. But um, you you see him have that moment, and then you see him have that moment with Carly, where he's like, I I don't I I feel I I have so much empathy for his character in this moment because he really is grappling with the fact that his dad is about to be up out of here and he doesn't know how to handle that. He literally, I think he convinced himself for the longest time that he was in a good place, that he could handle it when the time came around, but now the time is coming around and I don't think he can handle it. And he doesn't have Stella there because you know, usually when he'd have those moments, Stella was his go-to person to discuss all of that with and Stella's not there. So so now he's going to Carly, who he should cuz that's his wife, but I don't I feel I feel for him, I do. It's it's really um it's really quite disheartening. I mean the the Mike and Sonny's uh relationship has got so much uh backstory and, and it, there's so much that goes into that where it is not a, a very it wasn't a very functional relationship for the longest time and then it started coming back together after the after uh mike's prognosis but still there's you know there there's a lot of emotions tied up with sunny about how he feels about the whole thing time I, and wasted I, and i think it's lovely how they're they are playing they're letting him play that out in their right i think the writing um, with this, with that particular storyline in general, is just really beautiful, and they've approached it from a very empathetic, sympathetic point of view from all different vantage points. Um, and I really, I really appreciated that. What I didn't appreciate so much is how they got rid of uh, his girlfriend. <laughs> like they had her husband take her out, and that was it. We never heard or saw her again. And I don't, and so that begs to, that begs the question of, you know, does she start to decline too? Was she going to get to a place where she would have been in the home with Mike and not even know who he was? I mean, I'm sure it was going that direction. I also feel like that had, had a lot to do with, with Stella leaving the show, going over to uh, Bob Hart's Abishola. So I feel like if she wasn't around, then there wasn't worth doing scenes with Stella and that woman's husband. Uh, so I feel like you, those are parts of the storyline that it's like, well, we can just not really focus on this. We can, we can presume all this stuff is happening off camera without having to see it. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess that's a good point. I guess that's a good point. Um, and then I love how Laura and Robert, they're all trying to figure out how to get Cyrus not released from jail. But then on the flip side, Laura, Laura literally kind of broke her own rules it's so funny how she throws the rule throws up in the in everybody else's face how illegal what they want to do is except for when it's something that she wants to do so she has <laughs> kevin right you, you know it's very double standardish. Yep. so she goes she has kevin going up in there trying to figure out how to get homeboy committed 
and that's not against the law. You the mayor. He's your husband. What you doing? <laughs> hey, you know, it's just we're we're not breaking the rules, but we're really, 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 really bending them. Uh, Odessa C is yelling at me in the chat room. She's like, I'm Viv. Her name was Yvonne. Husband's name was Marcus. Marcus. Okay, girl, we got it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. There you go. They, they're uh, also talking about real quick. Let me just say this real fast. They're also talking about real quick, you know, maybe if GH shortened the episode. So let me just address that for a, a split second. They can't because the advertisers have already purchased ad time for that block of time that General Hospital's on. They've purchased um, advertising monies for that hour. So if they cut the episodes in half and the people have bought advertising time during that hour that General Hospital is on, then that cuts into some a whole different monetary situation and not for nothing but the general hospital episodes literally are about 40 45 minutes long they're 15 minutes longer it in the show ends up being an hour because of commercial interruption yeah i mean if you look at it like on hulu it's it comes out to be like 36 minutes exactly (laughs) so the rest of that time right so the rest of that time is 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 um advertising dollars that are being spent um, via Procter and Gamble, ABC, or whoever. So, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, you mentioned Robert, and I love, I love me some Robert Scorpio. I know you don't know. I know you do. <laughs> I, look, I, you know, I, I, I love Robert Scorpio. I, I, I just feel like he's being underutilized. I that's uh, I was just about to say that, and uh, it, it bums me out because I was excited that hey, we got to make we made him DA, but. Uh, but I also knew, like, by also making him DA, you're not really going to see him around that much because the DA, the DA role in, in a soap opera is a is is not a great job because you have to no. be you have to lose because <laughs> you, you have to be to in court counselor. at some point, right? True, you have to be in court, and you almost always have to lose because the characters that everybody else loves have to be able to get away with this because they can't realistically, even though they should in real life, all go to prison for the stuff that they've done. They can't because you still want them be able to do stuff so that means everybody has to get out of out of these these incredibly legal predicaments that they're in so the da exactly. ends up having to look like a fool and it's like i don't want my robert scorpio looking like a fool look at you your face is very serious when you talk about that you're not having it oh don't look like a fool robert scorpio <laughs> i cannot with you you are hilarious um because what I do you think Go ahead. Oh, because Laura had that scene with Mac too, where she says, "Hey, I want you to find out what's really going on with this Taggart stuff," which excited me for a second. Like, all right, you're giving Mac something to do, but I also feel like we're never—that's just a tease because we're never going to get to see any scenes of Mac doing anything, which is going to be frustrating to me as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all really unfortunate how it's it's, it's going down. I'm just—I think I'm just fascinated as to what's happening, but hopefully. You know, when we get these people over here to talk to us, maybe we can, you know, help kind of boost up the, um, not boost up, but help keep the enthusiasm for the show going. Because, you know, Uh, I don't want to see it go away. No, I I don't think it'll go away. But I mean, I think it'll, I, I think, and I'm sure they must be already thinking about ways that they can be creative about how they can either stretch through any content that they have or what they can do with what content they have in their vaults to still make engaging hours of programming for people to keep watching. 
in the, until yeah. things you know what they could do now that the nurses ball is coming up they could go back and do um a whole they could do a whole month of like nurses ball stuff like yeah, the, the ball month or two sure. you know what i mean like the the whole the whole all the performances some of the storylines they could have you know somebody introduce that episode and talk about their favorite like have what's her face that plays lucy co have her do a whole thing around the nurse's ball. Like that could be mm -hmm. actually very, a lot of fun. And that would yeah. eat up like a good two months of time. Especially some of those older nurses balls that, you know, we have- Because they're hilarious. All of them are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they are hilarious. It's so funny. Well, one last storyline before we got to go that we didn't really get a chance to talk about. It, and that was the whole uh, Wiley surgery with now being left out by Carly on the roof of GH. And oh, Elizabeth yeah. finds her, her lips the next were morning. Blue. That the thing it's that frustrated me about that is what she didn't have her phone with her. She she, she couldn't call anybody, so I didn't buy that she scene at all. I didn't take her phone. I don't know that. I don't know phone. what the hell Carly did. I love the I love how they showed in the flashback Bobby shredding the information. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we needed that flashback because otherwise I couldn't have figured out how that could have happened. <laughs> And what I love her. I love was. her and Monica giving each other like the fist bump and then going their separate ways. That was kind of fun. That was uh, fun. We never get to see. We never get to see them be fun. So that was kind of fun. That was fun. True. Yeah, but I, it's like I didn't. That was fine. I would have been fine with that. I did just didn't need the unnecessary flashback to figure out. Like, yes, we Bobby by saying you don't know what happened to it, we understand that somehow it, it you you threw it away. We didn't actually need to see it. It was such a waste. It's all good. I, look, they trying to pull whatever they can. I was not mad at them for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was not mad. I'm like, okay, we get to see a little comical moment. It's all good. <laughs> well, I'm waiting because, like, Michael said this several times, and it's just like, all right, Michael, then say what you what you want to do. Because the counselor will say, you know, I have to do whatever it takes to get Wiley. I have to do whatever it takes to get full custody of and Wiley. Then they, and and then they do that. And then they put the mic, they put the uh, camera on um, Willow and her going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Get oh, like, Y'all are killing me right now. It's just, it's pure comedy. I can't take it. Just say it. Say it already. Uh, <laughs> Carla, listen, we've reached the end of another episode of the GH Report. I know, right? Holy cow, so, folks. Uh, so much conversation, so little time. I know, that's true. Uh, but, you know, it, it's been so much fun. We're going to do it again next week. Again, there's only going to be four days of new programming. Next Friday will be some sort of encore. Hopefully, it'll be a much more interesting encore than, than what we got this past Friday. Yeah, hopefully I'll hopefully I'll be able to grab somebody within the next couple of weeks. I'll, I'll have more information on that next week about who's going to come over, but it's looking like they're a little more receptive now since they don't have, they have a lot of free time on their hands. Look at this, Carla with the teases, what we call a cliffhanger. In the no, I mean, look, as you know, I reached out before and they kind of was like, talk to the hand, but now it's a whole different situation. It's all good. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Uh, folks, to find, tune in next Sunday to find out who Carla might be getting on the show for us. But in the meantime, <laughs> like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you everybody for hopping in the chat and for dealing with any of the freezing problems that you did and you stuck through it like a champ. We appreciate that. Yeah. As Carla said, you know, we're, we're, we're doing our best to get you the content that you deserve. 
Yes, absolutely. I concur everything that you said. Thank you so much for hanging in there, all 56 of you with the freezing situation. Um, what Somebody said, no April Fool's storyline. No, child, because ain't nobody shooting nothing for April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool's on you. But anyway, have a wonderful Palm Sunday. Have a, a great Easter Sunday if you all celebrate that next week. And where can we find you, Frank Moran? Oh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hepco Jackie. How about you, Carla Renata? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also check out my YouTube channel, The Curvy Critic, a.k.a. Carla Renata. And you can check out The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata at Black Hollywood Live right before the GH Report over at Black Hollywood Live. And look at those re those repeats of Superstore over on NBC at 8 o'clock on Thursday night. You might see your girl pop up as Janet every once in a while. Look at that. Folks, thanks so much for joining us here. We'll see you back here next Sunday night with an all-new episode of the GH Report right here Bye. on TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.